This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Here at winter meetings. Let's go, let's go, let's go. And, uh... You know, normally we spend the first segment of the show kind of jawing at one another, checking out each other's day, but we can't do that today. No, we're, we're jumping right into We're it, jumping baby. right into the hot <laughs> stove to get started. John Morosi joins us here, one of the best in, you know, in our business in terms of baseball. John, first of all, thank you for your time, man. How you doing? In, our, bi- in our business, when's the last time you and I broke a story? That's true. And not in our <laughs> business. In, I'm talking about baseball, the baseball I family. I, I, I appreciate I it, see. Tony. Thank you so much, and Chris, see. as well. It's, it's an honor to be in your great city and to be on the air with both of you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, it, you know, normally winter meetings get off to typically a slow start, but we came into this winter meetings with the ball kind of rolling downhill. Um, what do you make of a, all of the, the flurry of moves that got this thing started. But more importantly, it feels like there's a lot of money being handed out here uh, in the winter meetings. There is. And first of all, I will say this. Both Tony and Will Venable could still play. And, and, and there's there's so much interest in, in great players, both of them. I think that they may walk out of here with a contract before all uh, I was, the meetings are said and done. I wouldn't turn it down, I'll tell you that. Fielding but, offers. Yeah, exactly. But I, I think a couple things, Tony. The, the industry – is in a good place now and, and that that's a really important thing to say because we recall all that's changed since we were last year three years ago the pandemic the lockout there's been a lot of turbulence and i think now teams are operating in a greater atmosphere of certainty yeah where they kind of have an idea of what their their bottom line is going to look like and as a result they are willing to pay for premium talent that, that, to me, has been the trend of, of the last several years, where, where even when things were, were not fully spinning as they should, the elite players were still getting paid. Semyon right. still got paid. Seager still got paid a year ago. Judge is going to get paid. I mean, th- those players are getting paid. What I'm, what I'm really encouraged by, Tony, is to see that the middle tier of, of pitchers, think about the, the relievers, the Padres, signing yeah, both yeah. Suarez, Suarez and Martinez. And Martinez yeah. Those are healthy deals for non-closer relievers that used to be a two-year deal for three million right. per, per something like that when you are seeing non-closers when you're seeing back-end starters like Andrew Heaney's got a very healthy market uh, those those types of players are really interesting that tells you how healthy the industry is quick follow-up to that is there any merit to the fact that you're coming off of an agreement of a new collective bargaining agreement? because it seems like as it play out 
first couple, three, four years of that collective bargaining, everybody is open, willing to spend. Right. And as you get towards the back end of that, things kind of tighten up. So is, is that kind of what we're seeing right now? I think we are, Tony. It's a great point. I think that the teams now know what the rules are. They look at the, the duration of the term. It's obviously a multi-year CBA. It's going to be here for a while. We've got a World Baseball Classic coming up in the spring and one more that's scheduled for 2026. There's, there are some things planned out where we have a, a greater knowledge of the overall world here yeah. uh, about what baseball is going to look like. And I just think that that's made teams more comfortable to spend. And they also look at premium talent is what you have to have to win. Look yeah. at the way the Phillies were built. Look yeah. at the way uh, the Astros have been built. Um, and, and it tells you, though, on the other side of things, the, the key to sustainable winning from the standpoint of the Astros is it takes a lot to be able to tell a future Hall of Famer we don't really need you as badly right now as other teams do, and that's why Verlander leaves and goes out the door. But we saw it during the playoffs yeah. how good Houston's younger pitching is. When you've got yeah. Valdez, Javier, by the way, starting a no-hitter in the, in the World Series, Garcia, <laughs> right. I mean, all this, this depth. They had guys that I'm a big Jose Urquidy fan. He barely pitched yeah. in the postseason because they didn't have the innings they needed to give him because they were just that good. And and so I think the Astros made a very tactical decision to to pursue Jose Abreu, sign him. Of course, the Padres wanted him. And I just have been very, very impressed by the way that they have handled things uh, throughout this process. Should there be any surprise at all from us here in San Diego that the Padres wanted Abreu? The Padres wanted Trey Turner. Now apparently the Padres want Xander Bogarts or Dansby Swanson. I've even heard Aaron Judge now connected to the Padres. I, I don't know if I'm blown away by that or should just be nodding my head. Yeah, of course. I mean, how much more can the Padres do to continue building this team? I mean, I, I thought when they got Soto, they were going to be done for a while. Yeah. Uh, well, I, a couple things. The, the fact that A.J. Preller was the high bid reportedly for Trey Turner, Wow, that just tells you yeah. a lot. And obviously, I mean, when you really peel back the layers and think about him originally being a Padre draft pick, it makes it, <laughs> it makes it sort of ironic, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I, I think that the Padres are going to be a great destination for players. I think the whole baseball world saw what the atmosphere was like here during the NLCS and the series against the Dodgers. That was amazing baseball. That was a community in love with its team. And when you combine that kind of fan support with the amazing city that you've got here, people are going to want to come. I mean, this is, this is going to be a place that people want to come and play, whether you're early in your career or whether you've got a family and want to live here for into your retirement years. This is obviously an extraordinary community to live in and play in. And I think that I would not interpret Trey Turner's decision to play for the Phillies as any indication of, of the Padres being second place perpetually mm. on guys. Because I, just, I think he wanted to get play with Bryce. He wanted to have spring training in Florida. I get that. The, the Padres, they're going to win on geography, quality of city. They're going to win way more battles than they lose, yeah. uh, just based on everything that you offer here. And I think to me, to bring it back around to the sort of the original question about what we can expect them to do, I just think one of the most important things that they're going to do over the coming weeks and months is really ascertain where Tatis is. Yeah. Because I don't see this team getting to where they want to go and without. can go without him. Yeah. Remember, Manny can opt out, okay? Yeah. Like at some point, you know, it's, it's really in a, in a way, and I credit Bob Melvin for this, to get the Padres to where they got to. 
That is, that is a hundreds of millions of dollars contract that was sitting there. You've got no value out of it for the full year. And to the credit of the, of the players, it was, at least in the month of October, something of a non-story. That's a pretty remarkable thing yeah. to think about. That, that We just sort of didn't talk about it for a while because really just he wasn't playing. Over. Right, yeah. right. But, but at some point, th- that is not something that we're going to be able to just ignore. Like, like the, he, he's going to have to play, and I realize the suspension is part of it, but I'm just as worried as having like, multiple surgeries here and, and where he is at physically as right. a young man. When you start to add up the surgeries already, uh, is he still going to have that same explosiveness in his bat? Those are the big questions I've got. Soto's going to be fine. He'll bounce back. Yeah. He'll be a good player. I think he kind of showed that at the end of the yeah. playoffs, too. He, he, he'll, Soto's going to be Soto. Like he, he did not forget how to hit. No. He's great. Uh, I think Tatis, the question there is going to be a huge one. Man, so many questions I have to ask you, John. I, I, let's start with Bogarts because his name has been one of the names mm-hmm. rumored in um, with the Padres. What does his market look like? Because... He's an interesting player to me. He is. I, I love the swing. It's as smooth as we have in our game. It, it is. He can play the position of shortstop. Uh, there was there was a report that you know the talks between AJ and Scott Boers were you know would he be willing to move? Scott pretty pretty much put cool water on that immediately. He's not moving from shortstop. Uh, what does his market look like, Tony? I think a couple things. Number one, the Cubs are involved. There's a long-standing connection there. People in the Cubs organization, of course, David Ross was his teammate in Boston. I think that's a good fit. I look at the Diamondbacks. Mike Hazen, of course, is is their president of baseball operations, and Mike was an executive with the Red Sox when he was coming up. Diamondbacks sleepily, making some moves quietly. Yes. I really think, Tony, there's a better chance of Bogarts being a Diamondback than being a Padre. Mm. I I believe that. Mm. Now, do the Padres step up and and, and sort of regroup and offer him a portion of what they offered Trey Turner? Maybe. Probably. But, and, and they, <laughs> is, is his market in that realm? See, I, see Tony, that's a great question. I, I think he is undervalued yeah. relative to where Correa's asking price is. Okay. If, if Correa is asking for $300 million, but I'm not saying he is necessarily, but that's that's been reported. Why would Bogarts not be in the same, in the same, same yeah. conversation? Yeah. Because Bogarts is durable he's a run producer he has answered the bell for a al east team his entire career on the biggest stage on the biggest stage there is in in our country and in the sport and in the american league east i I, i'm a big believer in him and plus he is a great clubhouse that's what that's that's the number one thing you hear is how good of a clubhouse guy he is John Morosi is with us from MLB Network. We're kicking off Gwyn and Chris uh, flying into it here at the uh, baseball winter meetings. John, uh, is it possible that the Padres are being as aggressive, so aggressive, because maybe they see a bit of an opening with the Dodgers up the way? Maybe the Dodgers have to take a deep breath and not go out and spend like they've spent for Mm -hmm. the last half decade or so. Not that the Dodgers aren't going to field an amazing team. But do the Padres feel like this might be a little bit of a window for them to step into while the Dodgers are reloading? I do. And I think we saw that play out in the in the division series. Yeah. Uh, that was not a fluke. Uh, I, I look at the Dodger pitching, and it's still – the names are still good, and, and Clayton Kershaw is still Clayton Kershaw. There's a lot of a – lot of, and Urias is getting better yeah. and better by the year. But the back part of that rotation is not quite what it used to be in terms of depth. Yeah. And they lost Tyler Anderson. Uh, they, they're they not quite sure, at least I, 
when I look at their team, I don't know how many innings Gonsolin's going to pitch this year. Same yeah. with May. Yeah. The, part of why the Dodgers worked so well for so long is that they had guys that, that would give you quality innings and that you knew, like, the, the raw striplings of the world. I always say stripling. I think he's one of those guys that saves the staff. Yeah. He's never going to be the number one guy anybody ever talks about, but that guy is really important. Yeah. And, and even Kenta Maeda, what he did at different times, yeah. he would swing into the bullpen, and he, he was very flexible and, and worked very well. The Dodgers have lost a little bit of that depth and flexibility. They may go out. They may sign Kodai Senga or Carlos Rodon. They may. Um, and if they do, then it certainly puts the balance of power a little closer. But I, when that series started, I said to myself, the Padres have the better pitching. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. And and that you combine that with, with some huge at-bats late in the games. Obviously, Cronenworth was tremendous. Uh, I'm a little biased there as a, as a Michigan guy. Uh, but, but, you know, <laughs> Nothing to be biased yeah, about. He's, that a, guy he's, a great, he's a great ball player and a great athlete and a great clubhouse guy, too. So I, I think that the, the Padres see that they've got a nice they – do, they do have a window here. They do. Um, they can certainly compete with the Dodgers. And you guys both know better than me that when you – for this city, for this community, for this baseball team – to beat the Dodgers in a playoff series meant something. Everything. That was a <laughs> huge, yeah. huge thing. And I think, you know, we nationally see that. You you live it. Everybody listening lives it every day. But you can just tell how the Padres, even even though they didn't go to the World Series, they're going to walk into day one of spring training in Peoria with a ton of swagger because they beat the Dodgers. Yeah. And that, that means something here. I'm not sure if there's a more meaningful rivalry in this sport right now in 2022, where one team beating another signified something quite as big as this one. The Red Sox and Yankees, they played so many times, they've beaten each other. <laughs> right. At some point, it's not really that significant thing. But that had almost like a, like a college football rivalry significance yeah. to it that I think is going to endure for a long time. You hear that, Los Angeles? I know you guys don't want to think it's a rivalry, but oh, it's a rivalry. I think Absolutely. it definitely has turned the corner as it pertains to that, John. So appreciate you giving your time. I know you are super busy around here. Uh, good luck on, on breaking the next story, my man. Thank I you. appreciate it, Tony. All the best. Thank you so much, Chris. Thanks, thanks so John. much. And, again, Tony, thanks for all being so gracious to me over the years. Every interview, just the best, man. It's, it's uh, always a pleasure to talk to you. I Thank you so much. I appreciate you, John. All John Rossi joining us there here at the Winter Meetings, kicking it off with a bang. Let's get to break. When we come back, Alden Gonzalez joins us. ESPN when we return. More going to Chris on the way. Coming at you fast and furious from the uh, baseball winter meetings. Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr., Gwynn and Chris underway. John Morosi from MLB Network opened things up for us this afternoon. A.J. Preller scheduled a little bit later on in the program, as is our interview with the uh, new Hall of Famer, Fred McGriff. We have a lot to get done today. And uh, right now, sitting down to join us here at the Manchester Grand Hyatt, one of the great baseball writers out there, Alden Gonzalez from ESPN. We appreciate the time, Alden. How are you today? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for being here. Uh, what's uh, What do you feel? What do you think of the couple of days here in, uh, in San Diego so far? A lot of action, maybe some more. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to london to see taylor swift at the eras tour it's tay in the uk hey it's taylor just download the free odyssey app log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry and you could win a chance to fly off to london with three friends and see taylor i can't wait to see you at the eras tour in london for more go to odyssey.com slash taylor tay in the uk on the odyssey app thanks to republic records this is a national contest still to come yeah i mean there was a lot of talk going into this that this winter meetings might produce a lot of action and that teams were waiting to descend upon san diego to make their big moves and this has been exactly what we hoped i mean i didn't i hadn't finished my morning coffee on monday when justin Verlander <laughs> signed 86 million dollars with the mets yeah everybody keeps thinking that aaron judge is going to move here that that's going to be the big move but we already saw trey turner xander bogarts might move maybe all four shortstops do maybe carlos rodan but this is what baseball wants. I think this is what fans and media want to, for all eyes to be on Major League Baseball and for action to happen in this venue. It reminds me of 2019. The last time we held the winter meetings, it was at this very hotel. And we saw Steven Strasburg sign. We saw Garrett Cole sign. We saw Anthony Rendon sign. This looks like a very similar type of atmosphere. It's great. For those that don't know, Alden... Of all the national writers, he, he probably knows the Padres more intimately than most. Uh, wow. Uh, if he just flipped over his phone. And yeah. if what is on there is true, Aaron Judge is headed to San Francisco, uh-uh, it sounds boy. like. Uh, so I This guess is the, the type of action <laughs> we're getting here, I'm and, telling and, you. You know, to your point, I mean, you look at all of the other off-seasons in other sports, basketball, um, football they're all like big events yep it's very rare in major league baseball that things move like this but you're right this is so good for the game to have this kind of action when there's no season because guess what they're talking about on espn and on the other spot they're talking about baseball yeah and we've seen the trend right the last few off seasons where free agency is a very slow moving process 
the NBA, the NFL, they have salary caps. Teams have a specific amount of money allocated to these free agents. So you see free agency opens up. These guys sign in two or three days, and that's the event. Baseball, it could happen at any point, to, to the point where, like, there have been suggestions about creating some sort of signing deadline because yeah. – one thing we know about baseball, and we saw this play out especially last year, not just with the CBA negotiations, but with the way free agency played out, whenever there is a deadline, action happens. What do we see every July? All the trades come in those last two to three days. You said last year when the, with the lockout looming, Texas Rangers spent $500 million on two infielders and a bunch of guys moved. But thankfully this year we didn't have to do it. I mean, we're going to get all the stars signing. And I think, Tony, you and I were talking about this earlier, right? Um, first year CBA, money tends to be flowing. They open up. Yeah, and I mean, look look at what the relievers have gotten. Look at what the starting pitchers have gotten. Aaron Judge is going to sign a massive contract. It's all great. Alden Gonzalez from ESPN is with us. Uh, they're a great baseball writer. And uh, Alden, uh, saw you certainly covering the Dodger Padres series at, at Petco Park. Your thoughts looking back on that series, A, at the atmosphere in San Diego and trying to share some of that with the national audience out there as a writer and B, just the Padres taking on the Dodgers and where they stand now moving forward in that rivalry. I, I don't think, and, and Tony would have an even better perspective on this than I can, but I don't think I could overstate what that meant to that group, yeah. to that franchise, yeah. where they're at in their trajectory. I can't get over how electric Petco Park was mm -hmm. for those two division series games, especially going to Petco Park frequently in those Dodgers-Padres series when it's at least half Dodger fans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the truth. The, the fact that that was all Padres fans, I mean, how loud it got in San Diego. I've never seen it that loud. And, I mean, it became a cliche as the season wore on, but they slayed the dragon. <laughs> I mean, to, to yeah. beat that team, given how much the Dodgers dominated the Padres throughout the year, Andrew Friedman has said this, Dave Roberts said this recently, that's as tough a loss as the Dodgers have had yeah. in this run. Not just because of the season they had, not just because it was in their first round of the playoffs, but because it came against that team. And who knows? I mean, who knows what happens next year? But we've seen we've seen this in the NBA, right, where, like, the Chicago Bulls finally get past the Detroit Pistons and then all of a sudden they ascend. Maybe this is it for the Padres. Maybe they needed to get past this team to elevate to another level. It, it, it certainly didn't come easy for the Padres. And you and I had tons of conversations over the course of the season. And um, listen, there are right now some holes in the Padres roster in terms of adding pieces, yeah. how they fit. Yep. Uh, at the top of it all is Fernando Tatis Jr. Yeah. He, he, when he got hurt, he was the starting shortstop for the Padres. A lot has changed in that time frame, right? Uh, Hassan Kim really emerged. Uh, we already knew defensively he was good. But you didn't know if he could do it consistently offensive. I think yep. he showed that last year. Jake Cronenworth is a finalist for a gold glove as well. H how do you see him fitting in this puzzle, especially when you hear the names that are being talked about in terms of adding? It, it seems like it Crazy. complicates things a little bit more. Well, that's the thing. And, and, and I need the caveat of as the roster stands right now. And I think, and, and I don't know if you'll agree with me, but I think as the roster stands right now, it's very obvious that Tatis should be playing center field and shortstop. And it could create something of a platoon where Tatis is playing every day at either of those two positions. And then depending on the matchup, either the right-handed hitting Hassan Kim sits or the left-handed hitting Trent Grisham sits. I ah. think that's the perfect fit for that lineup. But they were very heavily involved in Trey Turner. 
They seem to be. Sounds like they outbidded everybody for Trey Turner. I I can't even believe that. (laughs) That would have been their third shortstop. And it seems like they really like Xander Bogarts. So, and you know this about A.J. Preller. You can never count anything out. He's very creative. And I think the way he looks at this roster is it's not, because it's very easy to say they need a left fielder, they need a first baseman in the DH, they need another starting pitcher. I think the way he looks at it is talent. It's talent. The strength of this free agent market is clearly at shortstop outside of Aaron Judge. So let's access the talent, and then we'll figure out the rest later. That could also be a very dangerous formula. Yeah. And so we'll see what happens. Maybe there's another move if they add a shortstop. Thing is, I would never rule anything past A.J. Prime. <laughs> I don't think you can at this he point. He has surprised me more than any other executive I've ever covered. And I cover Jerry DePoto and even A.J. Prime <laughs> even more so. <laughs> Alden Gonzalez, is, Alden Gonzalez is with us from ESPN. Real quick, Alden, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., how do you think he personally is going to respond once he comes back to the field? I mean, never mind all of the trades and, uh, and all of the free agent possible signings and what position he might play. He still has to overcome the stigma of, you know, having been uh, a, a cheat in the game of baseball. I mean, that's a, another part of his return to the field and the, and the injuries. Uh, just as far as what kind of person Fernando is, is he going to be able to ascend back to the kind of heights he once had? I believe he can. I believe in him. Um, I think this, although you never want this to happen and it shouldn't, I think this was a wake-up call to him, and yeah. I think he's going to be dialed in, and I think he's going to do whatever the Padres say, and I think he's going to be laser-focused on this coming season and on the rest of his career, I mean, I still think back to the conversation that we had with him in the dugout. Um, I think he struck the right tones about just how long it's going to take for him to repair his image yeah. and how he's committed to putting in the work to doing that. I want to believe him because I want to believe in premier talent. And I think that a focused Fernando Tatis Jr. can be the best player in the sport. That's why the Padres gave him what they gave him. I think that's still in there. This guy is still in his really early 20s. Yeah. He had a lot of learning to do. And I, maybe he needed to be humbled in this way. Maybe that's what's going to unlock him. But I certainly don't think the Padres should give up on him. Yeah, no. I, They're invested I, in him. That was a statue contract. That still needs to be the case. I, I, I will continue to say this until I'm blue in the face. It would be a mistake to move on from him without seeing who he's going to become after this incident. Because the last thing you want to do is move on a player this talented and not get him out of your league, and then you have to deal with him on a consistent basis. Because huh. he, he he, knowing what I do know of, of Fernando, he's the type of person that would put that kind of chip on his shoulder, and it would it would drive him a very, very long way. So, uh, man, I, 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 I got to get your – your, I didn't ask you. I know we broke the news that Aaron Judge is going to the Giants. Is this a surprise to you at all? Nope, actually, and now – He's not. Up there. <laughs> Change that quickly. I think somebody just jumped the gun on Twitter. Uh, this is the kind of atmosphere we're in, but I will say this. Um, <laughs> would it surprise you? Let me rephrase the question. No, would uh, it surprise you then? I don't think the Giants are going to get outbid. I think at the end of the day, it's going to come down to whether Aaron Judge wants to go home or whether he doesn't. Whether he wants to play in New York or whether he doesn't. You think, think it's those two it. teams? I think it's those two teams. I know it's never really that simple, but I think – it's gotten to a point where I don't think anybody's going to get him on that short-term high AV deal, which the Dodgers like to do, which maybe the Padres would be interested in. I don't think the Giants are going to get outbid, and I think the Yankees are obviously close to his heart, and it's going to come down to one of those two teams. 
Alden, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, just a quick aside, I started as a sports writer. Now I'm slumming here doing radio sports talk. I still really appreciate somebody that can craft a great story. Thank and a great story is what you craft, and uh, I enjoy reading your stuff on ESPN, Thank especially you. the really long Listen, pieces this, that you probably read those really long ones. Yeah, you probably wonder, why am I writing all this stuff? Guys like me still like to get into a good old-fashioned I, sports you, article, and this guy can still write it. I tell you what, the thing I appreciate about him the most out of really all of the national writers that I've had a chance to, to really get to know, he really, like, dives into this stuff. And, yeah. and as you said, as a person that grew up reading articles, um, I, I, I enjoy your work, man. Yeah, oh, great stuff. Guys. That really means so do. much to hear. Thank you so much. Thanks for, for coming that. on the show, man. We'll see you around the ballpark. Absolutely. It was an honor. Thank you. Thank you. Alden Gonzalez right there from ESPN. We are off and rolling. Aaron Judge, not a giant, at least not yet. We will keep you up to date with the craziness of the baseball winter meetings. On it rolls from the Manchester Grand Hyatt in San Diego. Still to come, A.J. Preller, Hall of Famer Fred McGriff. It's going to be grow. What? kind of a great day it's going to be indeed on Gwen and Chris as we continue from San Diego. Winter meetings 2022 Tony Gwynn Jr. Chris Sello Matt Scrave you're listening to Gwen and Chris we got off to a sprint out the blocks today. Yes we did. John Morosi joined us earlier MLB Network Alden Gonzalez joined us, ESPN. Aaron Judge signed with the Giants, then didn't then sign didn't. with the Giants we got in a, lot. a matter I of mean, minutes. Listen, in a matter of like seven minutes, there was a lot of craziness going on. A lot uh, of chaos. We, we broke the news that Aaron Judge, by the time we got off of our set, he was no longer uh, a Giant. He was in the free agent pool again. Yeah. Uh, saw A.J. Preller walk by, got his attention. And was uh, trying to get him in here, but he didn't have his pass. And, and the security guard doing his doing thing. his job, doing That's his right. job. I want to mention that doing his job. Yeah, wouldn't let AJ Preller by. Nope, we couldn't get AJ Preller, but he is uh, scheduled to be on the show in an hour. Hopefully, by that time he has his pass. <laughs> Tony went somebody, to go remind him to somebody go get your credentials. <laughs> I don't, I don't. I, that was very uncomfortable to watch. It yeah. was, but you know what? I love this guy. I love the I security guard right too. He's got to do what he he needs to yeah, do. It's impossible for him to have faces recognized it, it's it, and plus yeah. he, he, he's got a job to do as you said that's right you he, gotta have your pass yeah. or you can't come through and uh, into our they, exclusive area here they, they, where they, we are broadcasting that is from. the reason that whole thing that aj had to deal with is the reason why even i carry my pass everywhere at petco park it's a good yeah. point everywhere it's, it's a good there's, point. there's no worse feeling than being told you can't go somewhere and nobody wants to st- – I certainly don't want to be like, well, you, Do you don't know you know who, know who I, I am? I want, to, <laughs> I want to stay away from that as much as possible. So I just carry my pass. That way, everybody's – I'm, I'm doing my job. He's doing his job. And it's nobody not, gets it's in not trouble. awkward for anyone. And it's not awkward for anybody. I, I, when I got here, they wouldn't let me in until I got a pass. And then Adam came over and said, hey, he's I with tell us. You what, he, he, and he, he didn't care. I tell you what, he, he gave you a little more leeway. He let you put your foot on it's the carpet. a different guy. Ah, yeah. this this yeah. this this guy's yeah, a little I go, stronger. I was like, can, can I please, sir, go put my bag on the table while I fish it out? <laughs> Tony says he needs his pass, and uh, I think it's all well and good that he says he needs his pass. I mean, but I, honestly, Scraby, hanging out with this guy, do you not feel like one of the most irrelevant people on the planet right now? <laughs> yes, I do. The way Tony Gwynn Jr. knows every single person in this hotel. Every baseball wants to come by and say hi to Tony Gwynn Jr. Oh, they do. We That's are great. honored to, uh, to be uh, – 
in your footsteps here. <laughs> Stop. No, it's true. This, uh, it's true. Because you're, kind of, you're kind I, of the – I didn't realize you were the host of this entire shebang. I, you know, I've, I've, I've been in baseball for quite some time. That's I'm, right. I'm 40 years of age now. Yeah. I've been in – I've been around it or in it probably for 35. 39, I would say. I think right out of the oh, right out of the crib. I go to 35 because I can at least remember some yeah. of the things five, six years old. No, right out of the crib you were involved. Right sure. out of the crib. Uh, but can yeah. we talk about, but again, the point that both John made and Alden made, uh, right fresh off of a, a new collective bargaining agreement, this is really the first. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Agency we've had, and it's booming. So much so that, you know, report. I mean, people are itching for Aaron Judge to sign. Uh, didn't quite happen yet, but I think it's the fact that that's being broken is indication that we're probably somewhere close to it. We're probably pretty close, yeah. I mean, don't think that just because that Aaron Judge, it was reported uh, that he had signed with the Giants and it was quickly uh, – change that no he hasn't signed with the Giants but that doesn't mean he's not going to still sign with the Giants right just means it's not 100% done yet uh, that's still the big chip to fall I did read earlier this morning that the Padres are kicking the tires on Aaron Judge I mean along with everything else uh, Padres apparently were very disappointed that they didn't get Trey Turner highest and, bid uh, apparently yeah had the highest bid according to the reports out there that the Padres really uh, were willing to spend the most money not the same number of years for Trey Turner. So he ended up going to Philadelphia. But uh, the Padres definitely don't want to leave or don't want the Padres don't want to leave Major League Baseball to leave San Diego without the Padres keeping some big name here in free agency. I mean, I mean they are really nice. seem to be really seem to be after whether it's Bogarts, whether it winds up being Dansby Swanson, whether it uh, is Carlos Rodon, whoever it is, Padres want to get something out of these uh, baseball winter meetings. so uh, it's, it's tough, right? That's that's great, though, that our team wants to do that, right? Yeah, no, no, without a doubt. You know, without that's the doubt. idea. I think a couple things. Um, it's tough because, you know, the shortstops don't necessarily have a fit for the Padres. However, as I think Alden made the point of, I don't know if AJ's necessarily interested in perfect fits. It's almost like grab the best talent you have out there yeah. and see what happens. Now, listen, there's an argument to be made that that's not always uh, the easiest transition, moving guys. But uh, and the other side of the coin, when you, are, uh, when you finish the year a series away from the World Series yeah. and you're that close. Pretty good taste. I, 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 more. I, I can understand the, the risk-reward there. Well, and the old story about whether a piece fits or not, you know, you go back to the famous uh, 1984 NBA draft when the Portland Trailblazers were in position to take Michael Jordan, and they said, well, yeah. we already got Clyde Drexler. <laughs> we need a center. And I think Bobby, they, want, Bobby I think they Knight, want that one back. Yeah, Bobby Knight told the Trailblazers, we'll draft Jordan and play him at center. So <laughs> uh, they didn't listen, and he ended up going to the Bulls, and uh, the NBA was forever changed. So. Uh, yeah, you, you want to get the best players you can. You'll figure out the pieces later. That seems to be AJ's uh, 
AJ's plan, but uh, we'll we'll hear directly from AJ Preller uh, a little bit later in the program once he goes back to his room and uh, gets his proper credential. Uh, we'll have him. We're also going to have our interview that we did after the show yesterday with Fred McGriff. And by the way, guys, I kind of walked back to the car on a on a just a high after that interview with Fred McGriff. He was yesterday. so excited. He was. Ah, he was so so excited. He was. And Chris, Chris, you got you got to hear this because Chris had a really great story uh, that involves Fred McGriff and Tony Gwynn yeah, Sr. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was a pretty good story, but thank you for building it, was, it up. It was. No, it was a good story. I just, you know, unique. Was, I, I like all stories that I hadn't heard yet. It so. was exciting to hear from him. And plus, you know, if you're going to interview a baseball Hall of Famer, you want to interview him, like, within 24 hours of him finding out. Because <laughs> right. he was really in a good mood. He was in, he was in a really good mood. He was glowing. Mood. Yeah, the crime dog uh, was awesome. And uh, so you'll hear that interview a little bit later on the show speaking of greatness tony you are fond of saying and i agree with you by the way you are fond of saying that uh father time is undefeated father time is undefeated however last night in that monday night football game father time took a hit because tom brady shoved it aside for like 10 minutes and pulled off really what was a remarkable victory for monday night football i I, I don't care too much about a Saints Buccaneers game, and I'm not. <laughs> I don't think anybody. I'm did not last overly night. in. I'm not even overly, you know, enraptured with Tom Brady any longer. But sitting on the couch last night, watching how poorly he played for three and a half quarters, he was cussing everybody, and out honestly was ready to come on here today and bury and this claim. Guy it was over, and just basically say, "Hey, it's time," and for him to somehow get two touchdowns on the board in the final four minutes. Uh, and win that game, I kind of had a big smile on my face. i got to be honest with you. The older you get, the more you appreciate older guys being able to do that. And that was something, another feather in Tom Brady's cap, whether you like him or not. I mean, listen, Tom Brady is so goaded up at this point that LeBron James is watching him right. <laughs> as, as motivation for his, his end point of his career. That's how, that's how uh, much of a pedestal Tom Brady was, and he did nothing – in last night's game and those last two possessions that he had to really dispel that. And, you know, as bad as you, as, as, as you said, as bad as he looked for pretty much all of that game. Yeah. When, when again, when the stage was at its biggest and they absolutely had to have two drives, what did he go down to do? He drove the team down there, got them two touchdowns. They end up winning that game. I, I, I didn't watch. I took the Chris Ello approach. I had Taysom Hill in another league. Ah. And I needed him to come up. That last one he dropped or didn't make the play on sealed my fate in the playoffs for or getting to the playoffs in one league. Yeah. But, he, he, you know, he had a decent game. But as I saw on the game cast, you know, on the it's just a, it's just a football field and the ball kind of moving <laughs> along. along. <laughs> I saw that Tom Brady got the ball back, and I saw how much time was on the clock, and I – I knew it. It was like this game is not going to end the way the Saints wanted to at this point. Yeah, the Saints only took 31 seconds off the clock oh on that God. possession, and obviously they left Brady too much time, and that Rashad White touchdown, that followed a touchdown that uh, Chris Godwin apparently had scored uh, on the previous play that got called back as a holding. So, you know, it's not like Brady had it, you know, go perfect for him. He got the winning touchdown pass. That got called back, so he had to throw the winning touchdown pass again. And uh, the Tom Brady legend grows even when you think it's impossible for it not to grow 
any further. I love Tom Brady. I love him. I know you hate him. I know you hate him. No, 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 I love him. And I don't blame you. He he obviously did something that benefited you. There's no angles over here. there's 100%. You trash Tom Brady all the time. Outside of Chris having Rashad White scoring a touchdown that put him ahead of Lori, and and he ended up beating Lori, which helped me. That's why I love Tom Brady. As you said yesterday's show, Chris, I need you to beat your wife when you get home. <laughs> That's what he didn't said. mean it like he that. Was, he was absolutely able to to end up victorious. Yes, I ended up is that, the right way that to Rashad say White it. touchdown put me over the top. Probably put a lot of people over the top. Seriously, so it did. It's uh, one of those moments like that for fantasy football. But for Brady to win that game, that that, that blew me away last night. I, I got to be honest with you. It was one of the highlights of the NFL season. For, for an old guy like me to watch him do that. For those who may have just turned on Jenna when I was saying, Chris, you need to beat the right <laughs> you know, We were talking fantasy football. Yes, yes, yes we, we were. thought I want to clear that up before I start trending on Twitter or something like that. Yes, well, that's for sure. Uh, all right. Uh, I don't know if you guys have talked about this yet, but we do have a departure Padre as of yes, today. Apparently, uh, Josh Bell has uh, moved Cleveland. on. He the will Goddess. be a Cleveland Guardian, uh, Josh Bell, who was uh, came over in the Juan Soto trade uh, from the Washington Nationals, did not perform all that great in San Diego, but did have a fairly big home run to kick off the playoff run yes, in Game One against he the New York well Mets. He played well in the playoffs, actually. So. Did all right in the playoffs. So uh, Josh Bell will not be coming back to the Padres. I don't think anybody's necessarily surprised by that, and it will be uh, Josh Bell being a Cleveland Guardian now as the uh, free agent chips continue to fall. So they lost to, They lost out on Jose Abreu. So are they? Are we looking at a Brandon uh, at, Drury at, return? At, no, at this point, I don't think we could keep making predictions because... Yeah, we can keep the, making them, but we're going to look silly. <laughs> I mean, the fact that they're in the shortstop market, the fact that they reportedly had the biggest offer to Trey Turner. Uh, I, I saw 345 uh, yeah. reported. Yeah, if, that tells so you that it, Jay Cronenworth may want to get his first baseman yeah, ready. Yeah, if, if they're delving in that market, right? Because the first baseman's there wasn't a ton of them out there. Oh, oh, Brayu was probably at the top. Josh Bell was probably the second ranked guy in that in that first base DH market. Um, Rizzo was in that. Rizzo, I think, he went too, off the but board he went right early. Away. Yeah, he, went he went off went right the board away. early. So Stayed with the Yankees. I, I don't know that there are a ton of options. And again, if you're looking at the free agent pool. The top of the food chain in that pool is all at the shortstop all position. Shortstop. Maybe Contreras is another offensive uh, guy that you could you could think of as well. But I'm still cheering for Wilson Contreras to wind up as a Padre. <laughs> Every I mean, time his name comes up, I have to think of Chris. Nobody would be mad at that, I, I, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be an awful thing. And no. I mean, it, people say, well, you have... Uh, you have Nola. Nola can play a little first base if, if, he, if Nola has. A, Nola probably has as much versatility as anybody else. Yeah, he's played if, enough if, positions. If that's what you're looking at, so we'll see. Uh, Tony was out at the. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. At the Aztec game last I night. I was. I took my son and, and a couple uh, of his buddies. Were you sweating it out there with about eight minutes to go? They were was, down eight points. I was. I, I, I never felt like they were going to lose the game. It just felt like eventually they would do enough to get by. But it was rocky first. It started off great. They got off to a good start in, that, in the beginning of that game, but you got to give Troy some credit. They they played good defense, and I was told that before the game that this Troy game wasn't going to be just a walkover. And, and certainly, they got the shooting and and, and knocking down shots. Um, it, it really worked out well for uh, the Aztecs in last night's game. They they did a great job finding a way defensively to turn the, the heat up on them to get a, to get it done. 
Yeah, uh, I think we're going to have a chance to visit with uh, the great Bruce Bochy here. He's nice enough to stop by uh, for a few minutes. Uh, we got to get him through uh, the security credential guy. And then uh, we're going to have Bruce Bochy on the show here. Let's make sure that this is all right. There he comes. It's, it's hard out here. It's hard out here to get. It's tough to get in to see us. It's tough to get in to see us, It's like Fort Knox over in this bad boy right now. And, you know, Boach is probably as recognizable as anybody in this city. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it was tough. We're going to we're gonna take. We were supposed to have Boach a little bit later, but he's here now. He's so ready now. We're Let's gonna go. We're going to take him now. Boach, yeah, absolutely. First of all, man, good to see you. It's been a long time. Uh, congratulations on, on the new gig. First of all, I got to ask you: Did you enjoy your time off, Anthony? I, I did. I'll say that uh, you know, I, I I got a chance to do some things I hadn't done in a while. You know, I love to fish, and uh, yeah. so I did some tuna fishing. Uh, got back into golf a little bit. Uh, spent some time uh, with the family, the grandkids, and uh, you know, my first year, I thought, man, I'm a smart guy because we had that COVID year. <laughs> yeah, I, and I, I didn't want to wear that mask in the dugout and, and go through all, all they had to go through. So I, I felt pretty good about myself. But the itch started getting uh, uh, more and more, yeah, or get worse as time went. And, uh, you know, after, you know, three years of, uh, you know, just getting a chance to catch my breath. I had Has it knee. been that long? Three yeah, three years. You can't years. believe it. Yeah, wow. and, and I got a new knee, and so I feel better. Uh, I don't know if I'm walking any better, but uh, it sure feels better. And, uh, and so I, it's just the timing was right. And I said, I wouldn't do this unless I thought it, it was the right fit for me. And uh, you know what, uh, 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 Chris Young, you know CY. Yeah. I mean, when we talked and uh, Nick Hunley's there and uh, – it just seemed like the perfect uh, fit for me. So I, I'm, I'm just really excited about it. You're not worried at all that uh, managing has changed in the three years you've been away. I mean, uh, I, I don't know if they added any more analytics, or, I mean, is it pretty much going to be the game you're coming back to that you left? Oh, they're, they're adding. They're, they've added <laughs> they're adding. three years. I can tell you they've added a lot. I've been in these meetings. And it's a new language. I, I think yeah. I can uh, pick up French a little bit uh, easier than uh, this new language. But you know what? And it's, gonna, it's not going to stop. I mean, there's a lot of smart people in this world. They come up with different ways to – that uh, give you the uh, information, but uh, we have a great group, and, uh, and that's the key: is that uh, that that info is uh, uh, relayed in a way that we can right. all understand it, and the players can use it. Uh, you know, just uh, you know, dissect it to uh, to their advantage, and uh, hopefully uh, uh, make it work. And uh, it's it's a group that uh, realizes how important the balance is between yeah. you know the uh, analytics and uh, also uh, just playing the game. Can we talk about that fit between you, CY, you mentioned Nick Hudley, guys you know well. How important was the fit for you in order to jump back into this into this game of baseball? Because I would imagine those two guys, knowing them personally, they, they, they see the game a lot of the same way that, that, that you see it. How, how important right, was that? Right, right, right. Uh, well, it, it was critical. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here if, uh, you know, if CY wasn't there. Well, you know, it could have been somebody else similar. But I guess my point being, uh, it had to be somebody I was comfortable with that right. I thought would be a good fit, and uh, and uh, understand that, you know, I'm getting back in and still do some things that I want to do, and uh, that every uh, 
decision is not going to be driven by uh, you know what what the numbers may say. Now we're going to use them. I've always used them. Right. I used them in San Diego. Right. Back when uh, your dad and I were together, yeah, we 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 had our our, our ways of preparing and ha- having these guys uh, placed in the right position or whatever, or you know had had them prepared. Uh, and what that pitcher was going to throw. So, um, but still, it's it's got to be comfortable. And then, because I, I've, I've done this for 25 years, so I'm not going to go someplace where, you know, I, I, I don't think I'm, I'm going to be comfortable. Here, I know I'm going to be comfortable, so that, that's why it was so important to me. Bruce Bochy is with us here at the uh, baseball winter meetings now, the manager of the Texas Rangers. And I know one thing, Bochy, you're going to have a lot of people in San Diego keeping an eye on Rangers box scores now which is something none of us had ever done before. <laughs> no. So uh, I know everybody here is wishing you the best. Tell me a little bit about this ball club. You guys did add Jacob DeGrom. I think I heard Andrew Heaney today uh, signed as a free agent, if it's official or not anyway. Uh, but uh, you got some pieces. I know you got Corey Seager and some others. Uh, so I, I imagine you want to hit the ground running. Yeah, we, we do. And uh, that's what I felt good about, too, was the uh, direction that they're heading. And uh, this is uh, – a group uh, i'm talking about uh, front office and ownership that are committed to uh you know to uh, building a, a winning culture there uh, uh so we have a good core uh, group there you, you mentioned Corey, you got marcus Simeon, uh nathaniel lowe just won a silver uh, slugger yeah. we got a young kid at third uh, uh young who's uh, really going to be a good player uh, uh jonah heim behind the plate uh, garcia in right field we were looking to add pitching, and that's what we did here. Uh, you know, you sign up uh, uh, a top uh, end of the rotation guy uh, who could be one of the best pitchers in the game, uh, Jacob Degrom, and uh, you know, and we'll, we'll, we'll you know we'll do all we can to to make sure we keep him out there because this guy uh, he's a difference maker, and uh, he's going to make the rest of them better. And Heaney, as you just mentioned, so um, or did we we picked up three starters, so. That was our priority. We need a pitching. You look at our division, Houston's the best team in baseball. Yeah. And the yeah. only way you're going to play with them is, uh, you know, have a guy out there in the mound that's going to keep you in the game, give you a chance to win. So we feel pretty comfortable right now with where we're at with uh, our rotation. And uh, we're still looking at a couple pieces. But, uh, you know, it's a much better club now than, uh, you know, when I signed here a couple months ago. Three years off, Bruce. What? Have you taken away watching the game from afar that maybe you bring to the table now to go along with the experience that you you already had? You know, great question. You know, uh, I, I think uh, spring training will it's going to be good for me uh, uh, because as I stepped back, I saw things that, and not just myself, but I was the vent guy. People would text me and Ben <laughs> this game's too slow why, why are we doing why, why are we doing this so right. you know I got a, a different perspective and uh, uh, and that can be a choice at times on how you see things yeah, but when, yeah. when you're not in the dugout and you see it from a fan's perspective you understand what they're saying and so I'm a big fan of the clock or something like yeah. that uh, I, I've always uh, uh, promoted uh, the pace of the game let's, let's try to pick it up so I think that's a, a, a big part of it uh, but also uh, you know, I, I think the balance, again, we talk about because you, you watch some of these games and, and, and you know that the moves are being made only because numbers say that's the right, way to go. Right, but, uh, right. You know, I, I could have a hot Anthony Gwen up there who's four for four and they're, and they're bringing a lefty. Well, you know, hey, I, I, I may show you some confidence because uh, I, I, 
I think it's important for that player to, to, to know that, and I don't want him to assume, uh-oh, here comes so-and-so, I'm out of the game. I don't want a pitcher to think it's the six innings, the third time around the order, I'm coming out of the game. I, I don't want that mentality. And, uh, in fact, I want him to fight a little bit about right. it, you know, come in there and say, how come I'm not playing or this or that. I, I have no problem with that. And uh, so I think I'll, I'll promote that as much as I can. Bruce Bochy's won three world championships last year. According to the paper, the story I read this morning, you were coaching and helping your grandson in the T-ball league. <laughs> uh, and, and and from what I understood, too, his grandson was upset because he feels like Bruce blamed him for going back to Major League Baseball <laughs> because the grandson wasn't listening to him and doing what he was supposed to do. Yeah. Is that is that, that, that that's, that's fact. Yeah. That is fact. <laughs> I, uh, uh, last year, I... Uh, I was uh, trying to help out the T-ball team. So, you know, yeah. part, it's not like you're coaching those guys, you yeah. know. And so I'm standing by. I'm just kind of, you know, watch the ball. I, no, Papa, I want to hit. I, you know, <laughs> think, I go, oh, that, that's it. I'm going back to managing big leagues. It, it's easier there. It's like herding cats, yeah. uh, the young age. It is. You know, just get them to run, run the right way. And uh, But uh, he's, he's uh, such a fan now. And that's the thing that I'm going to enjoy. Yeah. As you know, growing up around the game and being in it, he's old enough now to be around. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 